Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for your stars to change the world. Harriet Tubman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Slate of Clutter with Akila, the podcast. I'm your host, Akila Peinado. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. I really do, you know, appreciate you guys taking the time out to hit play and listen to my little podcast, you know, um, the downloads and the um, feedback has been great. Everything has been a trajectory of up, which I'm extremely grateful for, because as you know, I decided to take the podcast in a different direction, and it has definitely um, yielded uh, rewards. So let's see, where do I begin? I think I, I think I want to begin with my confession, right? Let me walk into the priest's closet. I would like to begin with my confession. I am extremely hard on myself. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know how else to doctor it up. I have all of this good talk for everybody else. Oh, you can do it. Oh, you're going to make it. Listen, if you need an encourager, I'm your girl. But when it comes to myself, I tend to give myself the short end of the stick and don't extend the amount of grace to towards me and my shortcomings as I do for others. And it's not in a sense where I don't necessarily love myself because I love, she's lit. So I definitely love myself. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like there's no space in me to make mistakes. And that has caused extreme detriment to a lot of my developmental things that I'm doing in my life. Like the minute something doesn't go the way I want it to go, it's the end of the world. I catastrophize, um, and I hope I'm saying that right, everything. Oh, I made a mistake here. My life is over. Or um, I'm at a certain point in my life, I should be doing much better. And why am I not doing better? Now, let me tell you something. If somebody else was to come to me with that type of talk, I would probably ball up my fist and punch them or slap them or shut them down. Like, girl, boy, who you talking Just cut it out. You got this. You could do this. Da, 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 da. But when it comes to myself, I don't do that. So um, it's, it's time for me to take the medicine that I'm giving to others and take, and take my dose now too because where I'm putting pressure, undue pressure, I'm not saying you need to live a laid back life, but the undue pressure that I'm putting on myself is, is, is what's the word, stagnating my growth. And that's dangerous. What you don't want to do is stagnate your growth. You want to naturally grow and progress into the human being that you were called and placed on this earth to become. You know what I mean? And the more you pressurize yourself like meat. I don't know if you ever seen a pot. Um, what is it? The um, pressure cooker. When you put meat in a pressure cooker, what does it do? It decreases in size. It, it zaps all of the, the fats and the, everything that makes it thick and full. It zaps it away. And it, and it just leaves it at the bottom of the pot. And what's at the bottom of the pot is usually what we pour out or what we don't want. You know what I mean? Um, so that is where I am right now. The reason why the interview that you guys are going to listen to in a few minutes really stuck out to me. And let me tell you something. When I say it was timely that I spoke to this woman, why it really stuck out to me is because I have been dealing with issues of I am a certain age. I am, you know, 
in a certain place in my life. Why don't I have this yet? Oh, I don't want to start over and try anything new again. Why should I? Nobody's going to want me. I'm supposed to have it by this certain time. Like all of these things will go through my head. And in this interview, you are going to hear about this beautiful, okay, beautiful woman who took the chance on herself, not once, not twice, not three times, but over and over again to choose herself in her dreams. And how many people can say they have the fortitude to do it more than once? Not many people can say that. Uh, You know, a lot of people talk a good game. Listen, I'm here confessing. A lot of people talk a good game. But when when it's time for the rubber to hit the road... Only those with endurance will last. That is not, it's not a joke. And I'm not talking about the hustle mentality or the grind mentality. I'm talking about the mental fortitude, the mentality. It, that, that is like, can you withstand the lows mentally? Can you withstand all of those things? And that's what's really, um, that's what really, has been sticking out to me. And I believe that's where I've been lacking, but I'm not going to criticize for myself because I believe awareness is a great tool. Okay. Being aware of your shortcomings can be a very powerful thing because that's something you can see where I know that's going to be a pitfall for me. I know when I reach this certain point, it's going to be a pitfall. It's almost like the walking I do. I know I'm good until it's, you know, I'm, I'm, even when I'm walking up the mountain, I'm good. It's right before you level out. I'll be like, there God, I should just turn around. It never fails. And right before you level out, you feel like giving up. And I can see that within myself and I'm doing my, I'm doing better. I'm going to try to do better. And I'm going to continue and I'm grateful for the circle around me because that's another important part of the puzzle as well. Keeping the circle around you and, you know, of, of positivity and people who can snap you back into shape. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying? Um, and hold you accountable. So um, I've been talking long enough. I want to get into the interview. Please let me know what you think. Listen attentively. Listen openly. And it was lit. Here you go. Right. So you look very, um, almost like glowing. You look very, uh, relaxed. Where are you? Is this your backyard? I'm actually in my backyard in New Jersey. It looks like a oasis. Well, you know what? On some <laughs> levels it is, Yes. you know, as a, as a city girl born and raised in the Bronx. Hey, boogie down. And yeah, boogie down. And I still get a tremendous kick out of sitting on the stoop you know my front steps yes but when I need to decompress a little bit I come out here to the yard and it's very nice and it's gorgeous out too so it's a beautiful and it's my birthday today happy birthday thank you 21 does look good on you I thank you I have to agree um phenomenal actually that is will be like the gist of what we talk about I want to talk about our dreams, mm-hmm. acquisitions, things that we feel as if we should pursue and why we should not let this arbitrary number called age mm-hmm. stop us. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's funny because I find myself often, there was two things that used to, to frighten me. 
and you'll see it in my weight. I'll be like, okay, if I don't eat this now, suppose I die. I'll never be able to eat this, <laughs> this, this cake again. So let me eat the cake. And then another thing was, oh my God, I'm probably not going to have my dreams fulfilled until I'm 80. Swear. Like I'm going to be almost on out of here. And then that's when everything is going to happen for me. And it drives the fear. And oh, I, yes. you know, I talk about fear and how people have overcome fear in their careers or in life in general, because life is a career in itself. Can we get an amen? Life is a yeah, career. Yeah, amen. I agree. Life is a career in itself and how we let it hinder us. These arbitrary things that don't matter. And when I think about your story from the introductory call that we had and how you're doing it, pursuing your dreams now, you have to right. share like, yeah. So I, and I love that you, you, you tackle, if you will, the topic of fear. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people are actually afraid to discuss fear or look at fear mm -hmm. or identify Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know for myself, um, I, I, I'd let those negative thoughts run on autopilot, you know, because mm -hmm. sometimes it felt good to feel bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You it know, there's that into the fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just to kind of spin off of what you're saying, um, this is my 65th birthday. No, no, it's not. I, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no um, one here in your 60s. There's well, no, I don't believe it. And there's no thing about looking, you know, it's not about looking anything. It's kind of when you are feeling good. Okay, let me backpedal a little bit. Um, my son's godfather, he's okay. he, he left us prematurely three years ago. So but he always used to say, when you look good, you feel good. Mm -hmm. And he used to go, Annie, you must feel great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he really did have this um, premise that, even if you weren't on top of your game or you weren't feeling good, let everybody think you are mm -hmm. because eventually it sticks, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think a large part of my life, <laughs> very large part of it was doing that. Okay. Um, I was on my own at a very early age. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was 18, you know, my mother said, oh, funny. Okay. Cause here's my birthday. It was my 18th birthday. Oh, okay. And she said, you're going to get for your birthday, what you always wanted. Mm -hmm. And she put all my clothes in a brown paper bag. And she said, you're leaving. Because you know, when you're a kid, you're always like, I'm good. When I'm 18, I'm out of here. Yeah. And that's how it started. And I learned at a very early age that it was me against the world. And I had to convince you guys that I was okay. Mm -hmm. And I learned very early on not to ever let anyone in and know that I was either feeling fear mm -hmm. or um, shame or anything negative. Wow. wow. And as a young girl, all I ever wanted to do was be some kind of an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And I used to love to entertain, you know, for anybody who would give me the time of day. Yeah. And ironically, that skill set really carried me through much of my adult life wow. because I was, whatever career I was in that was not entertainment related, I let you believe what I showed you. 
-hmm. I showed you a side of me that even if I was in pain, I let you believe everything was wonderful. Now, and was this a protective mechanism? Like you felt as if you had to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it, it can tend to run on autopilot because it's what you know. And sometimes it goes so fast, you don't even question it. You don't even allow yourself to analyze it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in therapy for a long time. Good for you. That's awesome. You know, and one of the things that my therapist suggests that I give other people wisdom into if, they, if they're interested in listening is to kind of, you know, use that helicopter mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, step outside yourself, look down, and what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, yeah. What would you say to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to say that that has not always worked, but sometimes it gave me that extra po- moment of pause mm-hmm. to think about what I'm doing or where I'm going, you know. Um, but boy, that fear can be, it, it can really be um, paralyzing at times. Well, now that you've gone through a few stages, proverbially and literally yeah. in your life, <laughs> <laughs> when did you notice the fear? You couldn't hide it, suppress it anymore. Around what, what was surrounding that epiphany? Like, you know what? And I think it's time I, I evaluate what's going on with me. Yeah. So um, ironically, I've had three other than performing. I've had three very successful careers okay. in three different industries. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the cosmetics industry. Okay. I was in telecom when it first started Ooh. 12 years, 12 years, and then 12 years in the travel industry. Wow. And always recognized for my efforts, always promoted, always made great money. Yeah. Did a lot, went places. Um, but I always felt like I was performing, mm. you know, whether I was teaching a class or, you know, doing a presentation for 500 people or one-on-one with someone, I always felt like I was performing. It was, it was genuine, but it wasn't my authentic self because it wasn't really doing what I wanted to be doing. Yes. Yeah. You know, but you reach a point where, you know, several times in my life, I was, you know, the breadwinner and you just do what you got to do. You know, that's what I learned early on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to tell you that I, I have an adult son and he has played a large part in my making this transition. Okay. He's never let go of his dreams and he really pursued his passion and has been successful, is successful. And so many times he said to me, mom, because you believed in me, I am who I am. Wow. And he said to me, believe in yourself. Your child looked you back in your face. The child becomes the mentor, right? Isn't that something? And an, an inspiration. And an inspiration. For you. So you know, you know what, what, what started happening though? Um, and, and this is pre-pandemic. You know, the, the way of the world has become so demanding um, and you just keep allowing the work to build up. So it got to the point where like Sunday morning, I was picking up my phone before even having a cup of coffee to see, oh, what emails are waiting for me? And I'm not talking about life. I wasn't out there, you know, 
being, uh, you know, doing life-saving surgeries. You know, I was in the hospitality industry and I was getting emails on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock with a request from my boss to do something that had to be done by 7 a.m. Monday. And I'm like, what am I doing? No boundaries. And, you know, you reach a certain point in your life where you look back and you say, I've done this, I've but what's the value? Where, where is this broad value to the world, to me, to anybody? Mm-hmm. And I literally, Akila, I had a one-on-one conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. And I said, the, and this is before the pandemic. So, you know, not to sound morbid, but I said, if something happened to me, and this was two years, exactly two years ago, I said, if something happened and your life was upended and it was all taken away, or you got really terminally terminally ill or something like that what are you going to wish that you did it's a real thought it's a hard question to ask it's a it's a very it's a very real thing on that deathbed because we're going to all reach there at some yeah so honestly i didn't even hesitate i said to myself you've always wanted to be on tv Mm -hmm. in film in front of the camera what are you waiting for Oh my goodness. Two years ago. Two years ago. So this would be, we're, we're in our sixties. Yeah. And two years ago, you were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? And I have to tell you, I'm I'm married. This is uh, my second, my second husband. Okay. He's my biggest cheerleader. Mm, We love that. and he said to me, try it. What's the worst that could happen? He's right. He was absolutely you know? He said, you can always go back. Those other jobs, they're always there. And I resigned from my position. Um, we've made a, a lot of adjustments here at home. Um, I'm learning how to live with less. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I don't know about you. I know you're pretty fashion savvy. I can tell. But do you you really need another article of clothing? You know, and I am a practicing minimalist. Practice. Oh, you are. Oh, absolutely. Good. I'm a practice. Good, good. good. So I believe less is more peace and honesty. Um, There's joy in living with less, right? One hundred percent. One hundred. We live in a two-bedroom apartment. Two children. This is a true story. Okay. And when they need to showcase the apartment for like the lawyers, because like say the building needs to be appraised or whatever. Yeah. My apartment, our apartment with two kids is requested to be used. Hand to God. Oh, wow. Your apartment is the cleanest. One of the cleanest two bedroom apartments in this whole complex. We have two children. Wow. And I- So how, how has that um, lack of physical clutter Mm-hmm. helped you you know keep it sane how does it how does it help you in other areas of your life well let me so back when I first started Slater Clutter I wanted to be a professional organizer so originally that's how it started I wanted to go into people's homes offices wherever and organize their spaces right so as I got into it a little bit more I realized organizing it wasn't the organization of the physical space but more of the emotional space. And that's where I've kind of, you know, launched into with the whole spirituality and right, right. And, and doing emotional and all this other stuff. But, but 
I realized the more I got rid of the physical, the things that I could touch, the things that I could, I could see intangibly that Akilah, you still had a lot. It, it made me reflect on how much I was holding on to internally. Really? It did. Wow. It did. And that's where my practice of intentional gratitude came from. And it kind of snowballed because I was in a dark pit in those days yeah. and it kind of snowballed from there. But when my space has one too many things in it, I don't feel good. I don't know about you, but I feel off and I get my black bag, my black glad bag. Okay. Bag, and I get to throwing things away. I don't even think twice. Garbage. No kidding. Or give it away. Yeah. All right. There's nothing that I have that I can't replace. Nothing. I don't care how expensive it was. If I don't have a use for it or some a, a strong emotional sentiment is gone. Right. Yeah. That's how I, I like that. I like that. And I, I have to admit that that's, you know, like this past year mm -hmm. having, because there has, I went back to work in acting in November. Mm -hmm. um, and it has been few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to admit the time in my home Mm -hmm. um, I have two store. It's a small home, but the upstairs, quite frankly, is a is a is a clutter marathon up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the downstairs is clutter free. So, um, but you know what? It's kind of like when you, did you ever read that book, Eat the Frog? No, I didn't. Okay, so yeah. it's 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 kind of one of these um, self help books. A lot of times, like you know, corporate leaders, you know, recommend it. Um, but it's all about that one task that you find daunting, mm -hmm. particularly mm -hmm. in the beginning of the day. Eat the, yep. They say, eat the frog, do it. Do the, your least favorite task first. Okay. And it catapults you to freedom. Hmm. And it kind of makes sense, you know. So um, I have to admit that that was my... Um, kind of like my mission for the for the downstairs of the home you know kind of like taking care of things but I do need to move upstairs eventually I was gonna say what's the hesitation because <laughs> you got busy like what's the hesitation about the second floor uh, I, I, I don't know I don't we need to talk offline about that but <laughs> so since November or let's talk about how that walking into the acting world as someone of a certain yep. age how was that tell me about it well, here's, here's the, here's the thing. So I went in with no expectations and I have to say that that's often helpful, probably with anything in life. Right. Yes. Um, just be mindful, be in the present and be your most authentic self. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the things that made me successful in my other endeavors. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that not knowing anyone or not knowing much of anything, um, I found joy. And believe me, I'm I'm very often the reporter in the background holding the microphone, okay. or the attorney walking with files, you know, okay. um, on Law and Order. So you've been wait, 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 you've been on Law and Order twice. Which one? Which one? Oh, let's see. Um, season twenty one, which was wait, last year. I'm in, no, yes, SVU. Mm -hmm. I was in two, two different episodes. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, my first, first job on set. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. <laughs> okay. Look at, I'm getting excited talking about it. And that's something I'm going to share with you, my enthusiasm, that my whole persona changes when I talk about this. Yes. My first job was on Pose. 
Because you know, I love that show. <laughs> you know, I love Pose. I love that show. And it was, it was last season. It was the episode when um, they're doing the AIDS fundraiser at the hospital. Yes. We're pray tell. Addie Lupone. Yes. Okay, so here I am, and they dressed me in a period suit. It was a, um, a Tahar- no, it wasn't Tahari, what was it? It was a Bill Blast suit, like okay. 1985, mm-hmm. fitted to the T. Yes. And I'm sitting there amongst my fellow actors um, who made up as AIDS patients. Mm-hmm. And Billy Porter is performing. Yes. Patty Lupone is performing. And I'm like, if I never do this again. This is enough. This is enough. So, you know, it's like, it's all about that mindfulness, you know, being so present Mm -hmm. and eating it all up. And because I went in with no expectations, Mm -hmm. if you were to tell me, and this is it, this is all you're ever going to get to do. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that my cup was full. Oh my goodness. That is, no, forget SVU. I'm more excited about Pose. My audience will be very excited about SVU, child. They're going to be like, she Oh, my God. And then I did um, another episode. I did episode one of the current season of Pose, and I haven't seen it yet, but a girlfriend of mine said, I I watched it. I haven't seen you. Where Billy Porter's in the department store and he's spraying cologne. Yes. Yeah, so I, I hope you see me somewhere in the background oh, there. But I know. you know what? I've done some I've done some amazing shows. Um, we just watched Halston the other night. I need I, to watch that. I've been hearing oh, about it. Oh, well, that's also Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy okay. is mm-hmm. fabulous. So um yeah. I mean, I was Wait, you on set. You were in Halston. Yeah, in Halston. I'm okay. in the scene in the nightclub when Krista Rodriguez is doing um Liza. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to definitely watch. So what else do you, ha- are you allowed to talk about what else you have coming up or what? Um, yeah, sure. Actually, there's a great show coming out on Netflix called Inventing Anna. Okay. Julie Garner's in it. And it's actually a live, uh, not live, a recreation of an actual story from a couple of years ago about a young woman named Anna Devene De- De- De who came from Germany and she scammed a bunch of New Yorkers out of millions of dollars. And okay. um, it's a story based on her. So I am um, a core member of that show. Every time they show the magazine um, staff, I'll be in those oh, scenes. Really? So this is like, yes, I'm going to see Anne McPhillips as so-and-so. Yeah. Okay. And I have um, an Amazon Prime show coming oh. out. It's um, called City and the Beast. And your your viewers can catch the trailer for it and also episode one on Amazon Prime. Okay. City and the Beast. Oh my goodness, I have a real life. And I play Wednesday Glendale. I'm an Upper East Side snob socialite. Okay. I'm loving this. This is really inspirational. I think people need to hear this. It's never too late. It's never too late. And guess what? Mm-hmm. With age comes experience, wisdom. You know, I watch sometimes the less experienced, and I don't mean acting less experienced, I mean like life experience. Mm-hmm. Folks that have less, you know, meaning some younger ones, yeah. they're late on set, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking when they're not supposed to be. I'm professional. And, you know, I'm always very professional. And I, that's what I bring. So I, I may not have this, you know, IMDB sheet with a million shows on it. Not yet. But the reality is, <laughs> not, you know oh, what? The kid, the kid, meaning me, 
the kid is a good bet because she's going to bring it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I was going to ask that. Do you have an eight? Like, how did it work? So you said, okay, honey, you and hubby were like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. What did you do? Go on backstage.com and say. Yeah, I went uh, on backstage and I'm also part of casting networks, mm -hmm. um, which is where a lot of the background work comes from. And you pre predominantly what I'm doing. No, um, I have done a few commercials. Well, I and um, I do freelance with the Lauren Green Agency, and they contacted me. Okay. And here's one of the best things about what I'm doing. Um, my mother often used to say, and you are the company you keep. And as a child, I never understood what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, I think because I had some unsavory friends, you know, <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't want to admit it. But you really, the people that you surround yourself with are the ones that will either bring you down mm -hmm. or elevate you. Yep. And Absolutely. you know, I don't know if you find this, but you reach sometimes an age in life where you don't make friends like you used to, because mm -hmm. it's just doesn't happen. You have more of a criteria. Yeah, right. you have a more set criteria of what you're looking right. for in that friendship. And it's not as willy-nilly. I have made some really beautiful friendships since I've been acting. Really? Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Like-minded people, creative people. Mm -hmm. um, and we learn from each other and we network. And I have a couple of relationships that, a matter of fact, I'm seeing two of my friends, Kobe and Rona, um, on Thursday for lunch. That's awesome. And we haven't seen each other in over a year. Jeez, um, COVID, yeah. We met on the set of um, Law and Order, I think. And um, yeah, because you know what? We're all in the same, um, we may have a different destination, but we're all on the same journey. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. And when you, I'm sorry, you know, if you see me moving around here, this is Kiki. I was asking about the door. So Kiki is the silver lining of the pandemic. You got a dog. <laughs> okay. Hi, Kiki. Isn't she sweet? Say hi, Akila. Hello. Hi. Mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, look, you know, they say you only get one shot in life, and it's true. This is not a dress rehearsal. No, this is not a dress rehearsal. And I've been convincing you and everybody else to believe about me whatever, whatever I wanted you to believe. Mm -hmm for my entire life yeah. and now i'm doing it as a professional isn't that something now did you have to find an agent or anything of that nature well um i do as i mentioned i freelance with an agency oh it is okay so that's a whole yeah but most of the work i do is i submit on my own mm -hmm. um i am attending classes at the t schreiber's acting studio talk about that yes that's yes cool. which in is person? Uh, no, it's oh, through Zoom. Okay. And we're actually going to be resuming. I think they're thinking about September or October okay. for resuming in person. All right. And that's also where you get that, again, that company you keep, you get that, you know, motivation when you're around other like-minded individuals. Oh my God. It sounds very exciting and innovative. And I'm not going to lie. I'm inspired. Cause like I got, as I told you, as I opened, when I opened up age is something that frightens me. Like I'm probably not going to see my fruition until later on, but looking at you, how you're glowing, by the way, um, with, with, it doesn't matter. 
it does not matter. It's about the intent. It's about our heart, what we're doing. And yes. look how far it's brought you. You've done more than one stage, more than one in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. And I have to tell you, it's when you are in touch with yourself, when you're in touch with your emotions, mm -hmm. your, your, your authentic self, mm -hmm. you will know instinctively where you should be going. Mm -hmm. And like I, you know, shared with you earlier on, you know, I was really my own parent at a young age. Yeah. At, at a very early age, I was on my own. And, you know, some people could look back and say, oh my God, you poor thing. You didn't go to college. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Your parents, you know what? It's all relevant throughout my life because it helped me be successful or whatever, whatever, wherever I was, you know, and That's I think perfect. as a result of that, I also mentored a lot of people, okay. you know, in the, in the corporate world, I was a mentor for, for many. Okay. And I think that came from my feel from, from me feeling um, not mentored or not um, motivated by someone else. Mm -hmm. I did it for others. Mm -hmm. That and is, what a gift that is. That is a, right? That's a great gift. You went through that journey so you could help someone on their path. I think that's really what the circle of life is definitely a part of the circle of life. Um, really quick, when the fear does come up, because you don't get scared when you have to do. Oh, yes. Like, how do you deal with that level of fear? Like, how, yes. what do you do? Words and having to remember and making sure your you know, feelings of inadequacy and all of this. Like, how do you deal with that? You know what, um, and, and, and this is, dealing with this is relatively new for me. Because um, I, when I was in the corporate world, I was on such a high, uh, such a fast pace of doing things. You didn't question anything. You know, you knew what you had to do, you did it. And you felt like, you know, you were constantly going, going, going. So now, especially in the past year, um, I do journal which is huge, huge, which has been really helpful. Uh -huh. um, and I pause a lot. It's okay to make, I talk to myself and I'll say, it's okay to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, we're all growing. It, it, I feel like in many ways, because this is the situation that I'm in now is so new for me. Yeah. I do feel like a child learning all over again, oh, you know? Yeah. And what do you say to your children? It's okay to make mistakes, right? Literally. It's okay. You, that's your reaction. Like, it's, it's okay. We'll try again. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and yeah. I think we need to, a lot of us, the inner child is why we deal so harshly with ourselves as well, because that inner child, that inside child, those harsh voices that we remember that were spoken to us as young children kind of govern us as adults. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes you got to rework that voice that tells you or, or you know, a, an adult who wasn't healed may have said to you, you're not good enough or you're not going to amount to anything. You got to kind of re-pattern that voice and parent that inner child and say, no, you are good enough. And, exactly. And allow that voice to become your new thought pattern. So yes, what you're saying is absolutely true. I think your story is fascinating. And what I love the most about your story is that it's still evolving. Oh. I love, I love that your story is still evolving and that you are still on the path that you chose. And who knows, in 10 years, you may say, I feel like directing a movie. 
I may want to direct a Broadway show. Who knows? Maybe before. Who knows? But Who we're knows? 12, 12 years, right? So every 12 years, we're doing something. So maybe Isn't that the craziest thing? The 12 <laughs> years? It's like the cicada bug, but that's 17 years. Oh, is that, is that what it is? <laughs> the cicada bug is 17 years. Everyone yeah. is such a fervor over it. I'm like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but yes, in 12 years, who knows? You may say, you know, I'm ready to do a, a Broadway show about my life. Wouldn't that be something? I'd be watching. I'd be there. I assure I'll you. I'll get you in the front row. Thank you know, I wanted, I wanted to say something about fear that my therapist used to say. Yeah. Um, she would say, sometimes you need to embrace it because it protects you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know, that whole um, fight or flight reaction. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to, to be afraid mm -hmm. and get in touch with it mm -hmm. um, because sometimes it will protect you. But mm -hmm. of course, on the other hand, we know that don't let it cripple you. I think that's more so the issue. Um, we embrace it so much that we forget that it's just a small part of the entity. It's not yes. all and end all. You're, like your therapist said, it is something to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Maybe even say hello to, like Fran would say, <laughs> but not to invite in for dinner. No, no, no. Yeah. Stay at the door. You're here. I see you. I smell you. I hear you, but you're not coming in. See you later. And yeah. you're absolutely right with that. Thank you. We are exactly at the 30 minute mark. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Already? Yeah. Thank you. You're a delight. Oh no. You're, you have, your ray of sunshine has brightened me. Okay. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Who Thank knows you. One day we'll be on the same stage together. You know what? <laughs> you know all what? the world's a stage and we're all just playing the part. Absolutely. So, and I would love to meet you in person one day. I would love that. And and that's will be happening sooner than later now. It looks like things are moving in that direction. I'm only that. So we can definitely, All <laughs> definitely right. take care of something well, like you that. You are an absolute joy and I love your podcast. Thank, Thank you for the for having me on. And I will keep you posted. If anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, um, it's Ann McPhillips Official. Mm-hmm. And you can see the latest and the greatest I there. Wait, please remember to get your bio to me. So okay, I, can, I shall. I can, you know, read it out before the interview starts and people can know you've been putting in work. Okay. And I want everyone to hear about you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Akila. Have, Have a, a great, great night. Day. Bye, Kiki, is it? Bye, Kiki. See, bye. Bye, Kiki. Have a good night, you guys. Good night, sweetheart. Take, Take right, care. Wasn't that an amazing episode? Like, I don't know about y'all, but I felt tremendously empowered after that interview. First of all, she was radiant. I'm going to put a snippet of our interview on my Instagram. If you're not following me, you can head over to Instagram at Akila Peinado and you'll be able to see her and all her radiance bright. Um, it was a very powerful interview for me. Um, seeing her choose herself reminded me that I have that choice as well, you know, and you have that choice also. Um, yeah, it was really good. And I'm cheering her on and she was on SVU guys, like forget everything else. She was on SVU, but y'all know I'm a Pose fan. So I was really, really excited about that. And there's more to come for her. Remember you can follow her over at 
Instagram. I believe she's Ann McPhillips official or the official Ann McPhillips. I'll have it tagged in the bio to this episode. And oh, also remember to go over to my IGTV where you can watch my newest segment because I was going to do it on the podcast, but I really like doing it on IGTV. So while you're on Instagram, you can just scroll to the left and watch my IGTVs on my on the um, new segment. Dear Akila takes on the advice given by others. Let me tell you now that is lit. Like that is an experience. You should definitely um, go and listen to that. And remember to comment if you like the episode, what you like. Remember to rate this five stars because I need them rates to shoot me up so I can get more visibility and share this with your friends. Somebody else may need to be encouraged by this. Like I'm not even joking. Somebody else may need to see this interview and be encouraged. So don't waste this. Don't waste this opportunity to uplift someone else with what you heard or what you saw or someone else just may like it. You know what I mean? Okay. I think I've gone on long enough until next time over here at Slater Clutter with Akila the podcast. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Wait, remember before we end, we have to do what we are grateful for. And today I have my beautiful daughter, Asana Rose, telling us what she is grateful for. Asana Rose, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for Barbies, God, and food. Okay. And I love you. Bye-bye.